0: Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. Our goal is to help Christians understand the truth of Romans 15, 14, that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm one of your hosts, Curtis Solomon.
1: And I'm Lincoln Liu, your other host. Be sure to check out other resources from the BCC at biblicalcc.org.
0: This season of 1514 is brought to you in part by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boyce College. A lifetime of faithfulness in counseling, preaching, teaching, and discipling begins with an education that is trusted for truth. Southern Seminary and Boyce College offer undergraduate, master's level, and doctoral degrees in biblical counseling that you can trust to be scripturally grounded and life-transforming. The aim of our program at Boyce College is to prepare graduates to serve in counseling ministries and to position them to, for graduate-level training in biblical counseling. If your next step in counseling is earning a master's or doctoral degree, Southern Seminary equips our graduates fully online or on campus to counsel God's Word faithfully and skillfully in both individuals and families. To learn more about an undergraduate biblical counseling degree, go to BoyceCollege.com 1514. That's BoyceCollege.com 1514. For more information about graduate-level credentials, the web address is sbts.edu 1514. You will also find direct links to these degree programs in the show notes of today's 1514 episode. Thanks so much for listening. Well, Lakin, welcome back to 1514. It's been a little bit since we've been doing the podcast, so uh, welcome back.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be back and to have another season just kicking off.
0: So, this is going to be this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're actually just talking about the new season, kind of catching people up on what's been going on. For those of you who have been listeners for a while, you've realized, and we've actually gotten a few people contacting saying, hey, did you guys disappear? What's going on? Uh, We had a little bit longer break this summer from the podcast uh, because of of a number of reasons. Uh, One, you've been really busy, which I want everybody to hear about in a little bit. I've been busy this summer and there's been a lot going on with the BCC so um, why don't you why don't we kick off just by catching everybody up on you personally you've had a what's <laughs> what's been going on with Lakin?
1: oh man um, a lot a lot of good things um, so first graduated in May um, from Boyce College um, in biblical counseling congratulations and yes and then two weeks later got married. Um, but also in the midst of that, <laughs> yeah. um, but also in the midst of between those two things, I started a new job um, at Boys College still, and I'm in the Boys Student Life um, Department, and I'm over the it's called the Student Activities Council. I coordinate events and activities and traditions for Boys College, while also um, just being the ministry leader for the Student Council team.
0: Very exciting stuff, and I'm glad that you specified that it was first chronologically, not in like order of importance. Because I think getting married <laughs> um, yeah. getting married's a little bit more important than yes. than uh, graduating. Although both both are important. So oh, yes. So it's been. A, I mean, it's been a big summer. What's yes. that adjustment been like for you? Because that's a that's a lot of adjusting. Finishing school, getting married, and oh, yeah. a whole new job. So tell us, like, yeah. what's that been like?
1: All the transitions, um, and I'm not one who is usually like scared of, in, scared of transitions and change, but that I really, I don't dislike them, but I don't like not having a routine and not mm. knowing um, what I'm doing. And I also, um, when we got engaged, switched churches to my husband's church. And so just not having the older woman in that community at first was just, I was really scared, um, but my husband set us up really well Um, When I transitioned to the church and we were dating, we had to date in community. And so just He really set us up well. So when I came, um, within a first week, I had a new mentor and just had a bunch of women that reached out to me. And so that helped with the transition for sure. Um, But the Lord also just during that time to really help me with all the transitions was just reminding me that um, He... Um, is all that I need, especially going into marriage. It was just being like, he, my husband will disappoint me. And I don't think the worst of him, but Mm -hmm. I just have the realistic expectation that Mm -hmm. like, this is going to be a lot of transition and there'll be things that are going to disappoint, but the Lord, first of all, um, is all that I need. And he has ordained all of these things to happen at the same time. And he has um, given me everything to walk in faithfulness and holiness in the midst of just all of those different transitions.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. So you were Lake and Brand. Yes. What's your new last name?
1: Lake and Lou. Everyone loves to say my name now. <laughs> um, no matter if they've said it 10 times or one time, they all say Lake and Lou now.
0: There you go. So you're. it's alliterated, so you're almost like a superhero.
1: So. <laughs> almost.
0: Almost. So so that anything else you want to give us an update on or...
1: Oh man. i um, trying to think. In church, um, the Lord's been very kind to provide opportunities to um, open doors to help in the biblical counseling ministry mm. there. And I'm super excited about that. We have training for the church um, that just normal people, not that. <laughs> pastors aren't normal or people well, who are out with in of leadership pastors. they're not yeah. all normal yeah so that's what some are not. some are normal um but <laughs> just providing the opportunity for our church to be equipped to counsel um just any of the other church members and so i'm really excited for that i haven't really gotten totally on board with that yet trying to first get my own <laughs> routines down and in life. Um, but getting started in that and also in their thrive ministry, which is the singles ministry. And so just getting the opportunity to just do, um, ministry with my husband. Um, this is like our first thing that we're getting able to do. So we're excited and just ready to see like how the Lord uses this time to grow us together and grow us closer to him.
0: Oh, that's really exciting! And I'm th- I'm thankful too for the opportunity you had to work at Boyce, which one gives you the freedom to continue being a co-host here. I was a little <laughs> a little nervous about that, but I'm excited that you'll be able to continue that. And uh, with the students, you'll st- you'll still be able to in your role pour into their lives yep. as well, um, not just as a peer, but as a as a leader and that kind of thing. So I'm excited for you there. Um, <clears throat> good. So we've had a lot going on in our lives as well. Uh, so. Yeah. yeah,
1: tell us all, tell us all that you, you've you had a lot of just, <laughs> it's summer, so it should be somewhat restful. But also that means you're not as much as a teacher. So you have to wear yep. your other roles. Yep. And so talk about those other hats that you wear and how you try to be a dad, try and still do BCC well, be a church member while not primarily being a teacher.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a... It's a lot, and now that you say it all that way, it's like wow, I'm kind of overwhelmed about my life. No, um, <laughs> no, I really. I, it's been a blessing. Last year was the first year uh, that we kind of did this experiment of being part-time executive director and full-time professor, uh, and the the board of directors was at the BCC was very on board with that move. Obviously, we hired staff to help pick up the roles primarily Dave Peterson. He's been with us for over a year now Uh, and it's been really great. And I've loved, I've loved the balance. It's been a challenging year Mm -hmm. prepping classes and things like that is, is difficult, but man, I really am thankful for it. And I love being with the students summertime. It does shift. So it, it, it actually works out really well. A lot of the busyness for BCC kind of stuff is when the school slows down. So our Mm -hmm. annual summits in December, when I'm on Christmas break, the, a lot of the fall Conferences happen during the voice fall break, um, so I'm able to get to a lot of those. This summer, in particular, was a was a lot of good stuff, primarily and but very very busy. Our family did a couple vacations, one on the front end, one on the tail end. Uh, then my wife actually had the the privilege and opportunity to go to. Uh, England with with Betty Ann Van Reese, who's a oh, BCC yes. council member yep. from Canada, and they they had found out that each other had a passion to hike Hadrian's Wall, which is this wall between oh, wow. Scotland and England. That's from the it's a Roman ruin. Anyway, they so they got <laughs> to do that, but that meant that that I got to stay Full with my boys mode. for two yep. two weeks, fifteen days, uh, which was a, a blast and a privilege. But we also, um. So that was a blast and a privilege, but right before, right before she left for that, we had uh, a tree, a storm blew through the neighborhood. We lost four trees and part of a tree went through our roof. Um, And uh, I'm not, again, it's a long story. Let's just say it's August 22nd. That was June 25th and we still have a hole in our roof. So, Mm. so yeah, that's been, that's been wild.
1: Oh, now we've talked a little bit about this outside of the podcast, and I would love for them to hear just your heart behind how you have multiple hats and maybe a couple of different jobs. And mm. how do you work through wanting to do less, but also wanting to do more and just how you, yeah, how you be content with where the Lord has you right now, but also wanting to do more or even step back from less
0: yeah that's an that's an interesting way to put it and it it is something that is a challenge to maintain a good level of just peace with the lord in that because um, there is a there's tension there's mm-hmm. there's always a desire to be doing more but the recognition that i can't do everything um uh, the the decision, part of the decision to, to balance, uh, to switch and balance these roles is, is during a season of reflection around, I think Jenny and I's 18th wedding anniversary or so, I was thinking about some of the people who have been mentors and exemplars to me in the biblical counseling movement who've made a lot of impact in mm-hmm. my life, and I thought, what what did they do? Like, what? Mm. W- how did they contribute to the broader biblical counseling movement? How do they contribute to the kingdom of Christ? What was influential for me? In, um, they were writers, teachers, and leaders. Mm. And I thought, I I really love all of those. I don't love yep. the writing part, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but I love to teach and I love the opportunity to lead in particular Mm -hmm. with the BCC relationships is so central to what we do. And I, am just so convinced that relationships Mm -hmm. are one of the central driving parts of life. And that's why, I mean, the great, two greatest commandments are loving God and loving people. Mm -hmm. And it's all about relationship and work culture rises and falls on relationships. Families are about relationships. like the most important things are about that. So so anyway, I, I just, I mean, honestly, it comes down to really practically looking at the calendar a lot and saying, these these are how many days mm-hmm. there are in a week, and this is how much time there is in a month. These are how many hours of life I have to live, and and structuring that yeah. uh, very carefully and trying to, to live within that structure, but also maintaining a James 4 mindset of like, all right, Lord, this is the plan that mm-hmm. I have, but... W- I'm going to hold it loosely and just trust you that yep. whatever you bring, bring along. And, and, and I make sure in that to to have significant time carved out for family, again, prioritizing yep. that relationship, yep. those, those yep. relationships too.
1: Now you do a lot, and this is a great yeah. thing. You do a lot about talking about God and that's just because of your roles and the responsibilities you have. How do you maintain in the midst of all of that remain remembering to talk to God just cause that's a lot, a lot of ministries yeah. talking about God. And then how do you keep your relationship with him and talking to him?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a, a whole ver- a variety of ways. I think the biggest thing is remembering to talk to God constantly. Like in mm-hmm. the, it, I don't, I, I mean drawing from our instruction to pray without ceasing. And mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of confusion about what that means. But I think it, for me, the way I practically apply that is just constantly bringing everything before mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, so in the mornings when I wake up, not always, but often what the first thing I try to think about is Lord, thank you for something. And it's sometimes yep. it's my slippers, sometimes it's the yep. coffee that I'm making, <laughs> sometimes it's the bed that I rolled out of, you know, whatever. And then just like if I'm nervous about something, praying about it. If I'm excited mm-hmm. about something, thanking God for yep. it. Uh just that mentality yep. is something that I've I have, by God's grace, worked really hard to develop in my life. Mm-hmm. I heard um a talk couple of years ago, given at CCF uh, about, th- and this person was talking about the fact she was talking about living as a single adult, um, but remembering that she's never alone. Mm. And so she would picture, visualize Jesus being with her and just talk yep. with him out loud in her home. Uh, all the time, and I have a few other friends that do similar things, and so sometimes I do. Yeah. I kind of imagine yeah. this short yep. Jewish brother, uh, <laughs> big brother who's perfect, right? And just being right. able to talk to him, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, maintaining spiritual disciplines of pre- time in the word, time in prayer. Uh, I, I found going for meditative walks to be very mm. helpful mm-hmm. and a great blessing, yep. and, and very. Uh, settling for my soul, uh, the instruction to be still and know that I am God is one that I find very important and dear. Yep. Yeah, but I have to fight for that in the midst of yep. wearing three hats and lots of busyness and stuff. So those are those are some things we, with our boys, Jenny and I, have always been very big about. We want to have certain times that are carved out for intentional, focused uh, devotion time, you might call it. But more than that, we want to follow Deuteronomy chapter six of just when you're sitting down for a meal, when you're out for a walk, when whatever, that you're constantly conversing about God Mm -hmm. and pointing out the spiritual nature of everything in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that just kind of brings that, that kind of thing into our home regularly. So we'll like this morning, First day back to school. So we stop and we pray for the boys on the mm. way to school. Uh, they catch a butterfly and we, we look at it and we think about it and we talk about how beautiful it is and how God's design and creation is mm. both functional and aesthetically pleasing and all, you know, we just talk about yes, yep. that stuff all the time.
1: Making it normal, not, yep. yes, yep.
0: Yep. Because it should be. Yes, and it is. yep.
1: Yep. yep. It's just us getting in our own way, feeling like either we're over spiritualizing it and it's like, okay, no, but this is true and this is good and beautiful. Yep. And drawing that out and making a point of that.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely.
1: Now you mentioned you don't like writing. <laughs> That's and true. but I received a copy of a book that you have written. And can you hit on that a little bit? and when yeah. it will be released.
0: Yeah, so it's, thanks, thanks for highlighting that uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a, a book that's coming out called I Have PTSD Reorienting After Trauma. Mm-hmm. It's in the Ask a Counselor series from uh, New Growth Press. And I'm really excited about it because it's been something, obviously, anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while knows that helping people who struggle with post-traumatic stress is... Yep a passion of mine, something mm-hmm. I've worked on a lot. Uh, and yeah, I was approached a few years ago by New Growth and they asked me to write in for this series a short, b- bigger than a mini book. It's, uh, you know, 30,000 words. I can't remember something along those lines, but a very uh, down to earth for the person who's struggling mm but recognizing that it's it's more of a guide for the person helping somebody. Yep. Cuz a lot of people who are struggling with post traumatic stress aren't going to sit down and read a book. Some will. All right. But many aren't. And it mm. really the goal is that it's a template for 10 to 12 sesh, counseling sessions okay. for somebody to walk through. Some of those and I talk about it in the book, some of those you might need to extend that the mm. a particular topic for longer and don't assume that 10 to 12 weeks is going to wrap up. That is not yeah. the goal, but it is a, a start to get somebody back on the journey of, because trauma disorients people's lives and I want to mm. help them reorient around their lives around God and what he's called them to. Yeah. So that comes out September 4th, which is right. So
1: ar- close.
0: I know it's right around the time that this podcast will actually be going live so, But you can find it on New Growth Press. Yeah. For, they have a really good pre-sale going on right now, but nobody will hear that yet. <laughs> uh, and then I'm sure there will be some good sales yes. coming up, and, and you can find it on Amazon, New Growth Press yep. website, et cetera. Yeah, so.
1: No, that's great. Very applicable, very... Um, What is also we are hearing more about trauma and or just being able to recognize and name some of the things that are going on. And so this is very timely. And um what was one of the things that while you were writing it, um you were encouraged by or that you learned through this writing?
0: Huh, that's a good that's a good (laughs) question through the writing process. I think one of the things I was thinking about this morning is that I'm always continuing to learn. So there's a little bit mm. of writer's remorse yeah. when, and other writer, I've heard other writers talk about it, that you're always going to be thinking about what you should have or could have said that you didn't in the book. And it, it's not everything that could or should be said on the topic. Uh, but I'm continuing to learn. But through the process, I think the things that stood out to me are, and this has been something that's been a significant shift in my just counseling in the last five years or so of the importance of lament and mm-hmm. grieving. And one of the big things that I think people need to, to know how to do and to do well is to lament in a mm-hmm. biblical way, to be able to acknowledge the suffering mm-hmm. that they've been through, that it is real, that it is worthy of attention, that it mm-hmm. is worthy of care, it is God cares about it. Uh, and that's, that's across the board, whether it's trauma or not. And I'm,
1: yep, yep.
0: I'm currently supposed to be, I should have submitted it yesterday, a, a blog about what is trauma and what's not trauma because mm. that, that term is misused. Yep. It's misappropriated. Yep. Um, so just trying to bring some clarity on that. Yep. But all suffering. And I think that's mm-hmm. actually one of the reasons why trauma is misappropriated is because we haven't done a good job of helping people suffer well. Mm. So they feel like if I haven't, if if I haven't experienced trauma, mm-hmm. then I should. Uh, I should. My suffering isn't valid. So they try to appropriate that term for their suffering. Sometimes, not everybody, but some. Yeah. Some. So, yeah, that. And then uh, my understanding of resilience and resiliency, I think, is something I've honed in that writing process and I'm really excited about the yeah. the chapter or section that talks about that. I think that you know, just a little teaser. The big, big takeaway is that there's kind of three main concepts of resilience. Uh, one is that you are unmoved or unaffected by suffering, the other is that you kind of snap mm-hmm. back from suffering. And the other is that you are adapted by your suffering to be different. And I think that last one is actually a better articulation of of a a good theology of suffering mm-hmm. because we are being transformed constantly by everything. Mm-hmm. And as we know from Romans eight twenty eight and in, in Romans 8 as a whole, like God uses suffering in our lives to shape us more mm-hmm. to be like Jesus. So we are going to be, we shouldn't expect to be unchanged mm-hmm. by any suffering, let alone the most significant sufferings that this, this Life has to show us. So yeah, there's a couple of things.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited to get these uh, the book into everyone's hands. Well, you
0: already have it. Oh okay. yes, You're everyone good, else's that, uh, I, do I was going to say, <laughs> did you lose it already? Right? You already no, have your copy. No. But yeah, get it the other and people's And
1: can we just really quickly? Could you highlight the other book that you wrote? You and your wife.
0: Yeah, so I wrote a book called "Redeem Your Marriage," hope I think it's hope for husbands who have hurt through pornography, and Jenny wrote "Reclaim Your Marriage," uh, grace for wives who have been hurt by pornography. Those also came out from New Growth Press in April of 2022.
1: Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the next book is, and to see because <laughs> each of these books have been um, just great resources for topics that. Really, we don't have a lot of, or even just more so, a lot of a biblical worldview and also to help give hope and just how the gospel applies to all of it, not just after it's done or before. And so, yeah, I'm excited for more writing to come.
0: Well, the Lord is making me do it, so I will... (laughs) will be faithful in that call. So, uh, well, thanks for asking about me personally and what's been going on. Some other things, obviously the BCC has been very Mm -hmm. active and busy as well. Uh, and my hat was one of those big hats this summer. So we were at IBCD. Uh, I was speaking there as well as exhibiting, uh, Dave has been traveling around to all kinds of conferences. It's he's, he's multiplied our ministry. I had a Mm. pastor one time who said people multiply ministry and, it's not just true in the church it's mm. it's everywhere so we've been excited about that um but we have some some new well i mean well i just want to give a pers- some per- not personal updates but okay. a little bit of personal updates on where the bcc we've had a lot of shifting staff wise for good reasons right? <laughs> we've lost Two people in the last year uh, to motherhood, so
1: great a great reason to lose them. But yeah, the sad best, for I mean, the BCC.
0: Yes, very sad for us. But probably yeah, the best mm-hmm. reason I can I can think of for people to. To find so yeah so you may not hear as much about uh, some of our my old assistant Carrie and then Jackie both of them had babies went mm-hmm. on maternity leave came back and realized man being a mom is so much better than working for Curtis so
1: <laughs> maybe not put it in that way but I, I mean, essentially no, I, I'm kidding I don't take it personally <laughs> but
0: no so we're really excited but we're still in the hunt for uh, somebody we're. Praise the Lord, Rebecca, who you two graduated together, Mm -hmm. uh, was able to come on to be my assistant and has done a phenomenal job. Uh, But we're still looking for an IT person. So if anybody out there knows somebody who (laughs) knows the internets really well and websites and communications and connecting various applications, that would be helpful. Let us know. You can email us at podcast at biblicalcc.org. Yeah. And then kind of want to make this back and forth, but I'm not sure how to bounce it to you and then bounce it back to stuff I want to talk about. But
1: um, okay. So, what is still going on in the BCC realm with relationships and continuing that great ministry that we? that you have like been doing.
0: Yeah. So one of the, one of the, one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast uh, specifically to, to start the new season was to let everybody know we haven't fallen off the place, face, face of the earth. If you're connected to the website, you know that, but we're also, we're excited about continuing what we've already done. The BCC Mm -hmm. this year is 13 years old, which is kind of crazy. We have a teenager now.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) And the Lord's just been continued to mm-hmm. put in our path. The the key mission and focus of what we do is about building unity through mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be central to what the BCC is does. Yeah. Our annual uh, summit is continuing on. We're really excited. We moved to a new location this year, really excited. Um, we're hoping it's more affordable and more easily accessible to a number of people. So we're going to continue to do that. We've yeah. got a really interesting um format for this year that I think will be very personally relational building this podcast is going to continue on the blog is thriving mm. we're getting at least three posts out a week we sometimes mm. have book reviews or an extra blog thrown in Aaron's doing a masterful job of coordinating mm. the writers coming up with mini series ideas uh, all that and that's going to continue. The partner relations. A lot of our partners have seen a big uptick. We invested in that sure. a lot in the last couple of years, yep. just creating a, a better interface for them to be able to engage with us, but also put their information out on the web through our platforms. Uh, benefits like we're going. We're getting ready to do a. A current partner book giveaway, other things like that for them. So we're going to continue to to make that experience good. Uh, and we've had an internship at Boyce mm-hmm. for a few years now, and continuing to move on that, but also in honing it, improving it, making it better. Uh, we've had now two employees come out of that internship and a co-host on our podcast. So yeah, excited about excited about continuing on all of those mm-hmm. things.
1: Yeah. Now. There are some new things that will be coming to the BCC. Can you speak on those?
0: Yes. So we're also really excited not only to continue what we've been doing, but also mm-hmm. to grow and to, to expand what we're doing uh, in the biblical counseling world, so many of our listeners are familiar with the fact that we were supposed to do a global summit in 2020, uh, but like mm,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> just, just, that just didn't 2020. <laughs> um, so the first time this ever happened was under Garrett Higby when he was the executive director, and it was in 2016. Uh, but we would like, so we would like to have a recurring cycle, roughly five years, maybe every four years, of doing this. So we've rescheduled that summit with similar topics, similar speakers, but in same location in 2025. So, go ahead and mark your calendars mm. for December, early December of 2025. We're going to host it in the Dominican Republic. Uh, it will be a great time gathering leaders in biblical counseling from around the world, but mm. we, it's also open to anybody. This is the one event that we... Oh, wow host that anybody can attend. So be on the lookout for more information about that. Really excited about that opportunity. Uh, we also last year approved the moving forward of doing some some research in biblical counseling around the basically kind of like a Barna thing where we re, we survey biblical counselors, biblical counseling ministries to, to find out what are people doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to say it's necessarily best practices yet, but we just want to understand Mm -hmm. the landscape of biblical counselors. Are most biblical counselors in their church or in a counseling center? How long do they counsel? Are their sessions 45 minutes, an hour, hour and 15, Mm -hmm. hour and a half, two hours more? Like what, what is that? Um, Do you use allies or advocates? Do you, do electronic forms or not electronic mm-hmm. forms? Do you keep records? How how long are your cases on average? Like how many sessions do you meet once a week, twice a month? You know, yep. whatever, just finding yep. out all yep. the questions, answers to all those questions just to see what's going on. Where our hope is within a few years of gathering information about this, we might be able to identify some best practices or just share the information out there. Cause I know some people are curious, like I'm starting this out. What does a typical biblical counseling ministry look like in a church? And we can you can ask people and find out, but we would like to have more hard data on what what are the practices around. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm a little bit of a research nerd that way though. So I know not everybody gets excited as excited. (laughs) I know I'm
1: excited. This is like very practical and just to help, okay. We even if you are new or if you've been doing this for years, to look back and seeing like, oh, what what are other people doing? How can we improve if this is something we're not doing at all?
0: Yeah, no, that that would be a really great way to use the information, and we'll we'll put out a report on that information. So, a couple things I want our audience to be on the lookout for is when the survey goes out, please, please, please fill hmm. it out. Um, yes. Actually, working with a doctoral student at Southern now to help. Build it out. So one, he gets mm. course credit for doing it. <laughs> Two, we get some some help with that. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. One of the other things that we're we're doing, uh, we had again prior to 2020 been putting some energy and thought into uh, regional biblical counselor networks. Mm. Uh, we are still workshopping that name a name for that. Um, so if you are creative and you have some ideas, the one idea we've had is like E3 or 3E kind of focusing around the purpose of those networks is to encourage, equip and engage uh, Mm. biblical counselors. And the idea is to really, again, focusing on that relationship piece, bringing biblical counselors together who are geographically co-located so they can encourage each other, Mm -hmm. be equipped together and engage with one another in the, in the ministry of biblical counseling. Um, We've talked about it before in the podcast. We've actually had a mini series about that, but we're really, we've put a lot of energy and effort into mm-hmm. that in the in recent months. And over the last year, Dave was really passionate about that. So he's he's actually got a whole um, schedule of monthly meetings mm-hmm. around that. So if you're interested in that, you haven't connected with that yet, email us at podcast at biblicalcc.org and we can connect you with Dave uh, about when those meetings are happening and and how to start up a regional network in your area or connect with one that maybe is already going on that you're not aware of. So uh, that's a, yeah. Another thing that we're excited about, oh, man, I'm excited about a lot of stuff, but one, one other that I'll briefly mention is a new podcast that we are looking to launch mm-hmm. Lord willing in the new year uh, called quick to listen mm. Um, in the goal of that podcast is to be a long format podcast, so think at least an hour, uh, where I'm bringing in people, at least two people, maybe more, who are on, have different perspectives about particular issues related Mm -hmm. to biblical counseling. So, for instance, one of the episodes that that we'll probably lead with is the concept of trauma-informed or just informed counseling in in general, Mm -hmm. using the terminology of clinically informed, trauma-informed, whatever. What's the strengths? What's the weaknesses? What's the value of that? Should we use that as biblical counselors or not? Uh, What are some of the concerns that people have who are opposed to Mm -hmm. answering questions like that? And because of the relationships we have, I think we can find brothers and sisters who disagree on those things, but who can talk about them in a loving and encouraging way. Mm-hmm. And as most of you probably picked up on from James chapter one, the being quick to listen mm-hmm. uh, and slow to speak as we listen to one another and engage. And, and my hope is not only that it will sharpen us as, as mm-hmm. biblical counselors, but that it will sharpen us as human beings and, and set an example of how to dialogue yes. yep. well about things that sometimes we, we disagree on.
1: Yep, yeah. Getting the art of listening down. We not only need that in the counseling room, but mm. with our fellow brothers and sisters who are our counselors and wherever they are, um, yep. and however they their methodology or just how they do how their counseling is informed. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. You can pray for us about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: if you're interested in, if you have a particular question or an idea that you would like us to cover in Quick to Listen, I'd love to hear those ideas as well. So again, you can email us at podcast at org. <laughs> and if I say that one more time, <laughs> That's right. uh, everybody will have it memorized. <laughs> so podcast at biblicalcc.org. Uh, well, Laken, any, any, Final thoughts, encouragement on this episode of 1514. What are you excited about?
1: Ooh. What do you want to share
0: with our audience?
1: What am I most excited about? Um, I would say I am most excited about just hearing from either the people we interview or the people who are part of ministries that we interview, just seeing how the Lord, because I can just have this small scope of me and um, just boys College in Louisville, Kentucky at Sovereign Grace, just seeing how the Lord's working there and using His Word to address um, just sinners and saints and sufferers and just how he, he, how he does that here locally, but just getting to see how He does that all around the world and through other ministries and using His Word to bring hope and to care and to comfort others through the gospel. And that is just, it just pulls me out of myself. And helps mm. me to see how the Lord is working and um, just moving through other people and through ministries.
0: Now, we've gotten to do a couple interviews already for the new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, any ones that stood out to you as particularly, in, oh, like just an insight or interview yeah. that you really liked? I Give think... a little teaser for our audience <laughs> on what, what's coming this season.
1: Yeah, I think with uh, Brad Hambrick, we talked about the context or... I forget how he said it. Maybe the context of friendship is how he said it. Um, He kept bringing up that phrase. And I was really intrigued because he seemed very passionate about it. (laughs) And I think that's something that all of of the Christian life we need to be reminded of, of just friendships, how we do them, and how friendships can help people and help your friend to not get to a point which— sometimes this isn't this isn't a formula, but to help people and your friends not get to a point where they need a counselor. Mm. and I think that was a great topic and something that um, you brought up, Curtis and just seeing how as friends we can help just counsel, encourage and guide them um, just so that we can help them not get to a point where it needs to be brought up to the to the top of the ladder and get yeah. a counselor. Yeah. So yeah that was that was one that I was really excited about.
0: Well, I was really excited. Actually, that's funny. That episode, uh, it wasn't necessarily... I I loved the conversation we had with Brad, but it actually highlighted for me the value of you being a co-host and having a co-host because that topic wasn't even on the agenda. Like it wasn't <laughs> one of the questions we had, I had a list of questions and you kind of hijacked the episode and yeah, took whoops. it in a different direction, but it was good. And that's, I mean, that's the point. That's why, why one of the reasons you're here to bring in a different perspective or to see those things and ask those questions. So I am really excited mm-hmm. about that. We also had great conversations with Robert Chun, Alan yep. Dykus, going to be covering some, some new books that are coming out, some new ministries. We just, just got to talk to a guy in new zealand oh yeah so daryl burling out there so getting the global touch a little bit and resources as well as the people that uh are out there doing this work so i'm really excited all right i guess that's it (laughs) we're out of time wrapped it up (laughs) (laughs) that was an awkward pause maybe we'll cut that out maybe we won't so well thank you everybody for listening i hope that and pray that this episode as well as this season of Mm 1514 will be a great delight to your soul and encouragement to you in your ministry uh, and that it will give glory and honor to our lord so thanks for listening
1: Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
0: And special thanks to our team who helped make this podcast possible. My assistant, Rebecca Mullins, helps coordinate these interviews. And our podcast engineer, Caleb Lau, does a great job editing and putting everything together. We look forward to you joining us next time.